Welcome homeowners, home buyers, landlords, and tenants alike. People who just want to be better at living in a home. You're listening to Real Estate in the 608, Madison's real estate magazine for your ears. Join Madison Radio's Adam Elliott, real estate broker and landlord Ben Anton, as they break down the modern day barriers of home ownership. You'll laugh, you'll cry. And if you're not careful, you'll learn. Come on, baby, won't you hold me tighter than your fist curl? Thanks for waiting. That was the waiting song from Madison Musician Seesaw. Welcome to Real Estate in the 608 Madison's Real Estate Magazine for your ears on Facebook at In the 608. I'm Adam Elliott, former Madison radio personality. And I'm Ben Anton, broker associate with the Lauer Realty Group. And we welcome you to our podcast. For each episode, we bring in a guest and hey, we talk real estate with them. We're going to enjoy things like the top of the hour tip. We'll recap the high and low sales with Asher and the market update. We surround ourselves with people smarter than we are. One of those folks, Phil Plord, the president of Blimling and Associates, a division of Dairy.com. He'll be in with a look beyond the 608. Kind of a in-depth he's got a financial mind we always appreciate his insights and then we mix those in between uh music from local artists from right here in the 608 very cool on the show this month we're excited to welcome back liz lauer something that i think we're going to make an annual tradition okay always nice to have the opinions and insights of someone who who is who has been doing this for a long time and then doing it often and a lot. Yeah. Well, what's been going on since last time, Ben? First rule of shorter episodes, Adam. Is the first rule is it don't talk about shorter episodes? First is rule, it like a fight club rule? The first rule saying? of shorter episodes is don't talk about it because every word I use to tell you <laughs> makes it longer. Actually, I would say the first rule of podcast is creating a good experience for you. We're going to shorten your what, experience. That's what we're trying to do. The, you, you're busy. You got dot. You know, you're doing things. It's and, like going to the doctor. This is yeah. just going to hurt for a minute. One of the things we're going to do is is give you information in multiple ways. We're going to have the episodes every month. You're going to sit with our guests. You're going to learn a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to be like a magazine. You can flip back to it. You can say, hey, I wanted to hear that again. Go back. It's easy to find. We're going to give you more information in between those episodes via our social media so if yeah. you have not liked us on facebook or started to follow us on instagram please do that i'm going to spend a lot of the effort that we had been putting into the monthly episodes into like daily weekly and uh, some updates in between not only you know commentary on things that are happening but some of those from the front uh mm-hmm. experiences mm-hmm. there's a there's a little quiz there uh, like why is there steam rising from the driveway <laughs> head over to That's instagram a good question. why is that happening <laughs> you got go find us on instagram real estate in the 608 and you will learn why there is steam rising from the driveway okay so i like this idea the little bite-sized nuggets of information bite-sized nuggets yeah. which is a great name for them <laughs> also keep an eye on the instagram and the facebook because i want you to help contribute to a name for these in-between things. In-between things. You could also go with um, fun size, which is good usually around Halloween. Fun but size. But that also means you're not getting a full-size candy bar. So The the, the <laughs> weekly wonders. The weekly wonders. Or just the in-between things. Right. Ben's briefs. That's, let's uh, let's not do that one. But, <laughs> you get, but we're on a roll here, I you think. You get the idea. I love alliteration. Uh, one thing we're going to do each episode is also feature a review. People have reviewed us, is people what you're have, saying. People have said positive things about us. And they've said us. positive things. Right, and they did that okay. <laughs> either at uh, at Apple Apple Podcasts or at their favorite 
podcast portal. Mm-hmm. Here's here's one. Every every month we're going to feature one, and then that person reaches out. In theory, they've listened, and they say, "Hey, that was me," and I let them visit the real estate in the six hundred eight prize closet. Oh, it's a beautiful thing. It's I mean, full. It seems so stacked now that I look at it. I will find some real estate in the six hundred eight merch that brings you joy. All right, shower I, us with love right now. <laughs> I've been listening to the podcast since its debut. Ben helped me purchase my very first home and has been a great resource ever since. The podcast offers great local music, helpful tips, and insights into the real estate market. You'd think that one wouldn't need to keep up with the market if you are not looking to buy or sell, but I've gathered a lot of helpful information about property taxes and trends. Great listen. Oh, that's So thank you for that, and reach out to us if that was you, and uh, and, and I'll... I'll make sure you get some swag. All right. They've been listening well because they have several of our positioning statements in there. So since that's since great. its debut, I, it's I, working. I work with smart people. <laughs> I wouldn't expect no less. All right. Uh, thank you for that review. And the method is, again, if that's you, you need to identify that as you. Contact Ben via the website, via Facebook. Any of those ways. Any of those things. Ben at BenAnton.com. So we welcome our guest, Liz Lauer, with the Lauer Realty Group. He'll be in in just a moment. Right after the top of the hour tip. In today, agent to the stars, Asher Messino. Hit us with that tip, Asher. So if you are someone who has purchased a property and put down less than 20% and therefore have private mortgage insurance or a PMI, there are some things that you should be thinking about right now. Based on how quickly our sales prices have increased in the past couple of years, there is a very high possibility that you now will have 20% equity regardless of how much you have paid down that principal. Because of appreciation, you may now have a a loan-to-value ratio of 80-20, like 20% equity in your home. Exactly. What you'll want to do is reach out to your realtor, reach out to me, reach out to Ben, have someone come do a free market analysis of your property, find your current market value. If we think that you do probably have 20% equity, that's when you want to reach back out to your lender. Then they're going to have you pay you know, $400 to have an appraiser come out, which is why you want to reach out to your realtor first. Um, That appraiser is going to do a market analysis as well. And if they determine that you do have more than 20% equity, they're going to be able to drop off that PMI. All right. Thanks for that tip, Asher. That's an easy way to save a couple hundred bucks. Thanks, Asher. You have a great day. (laughs) Thanks, Ben. You too. Hello, Liz Lauer here, owner and broker at Lauer Realty Group, a small but mighty real estate firm in the Madison market. Please tune in and enjoy the conversation and information shared from this podcast as it offers insight into the Madison real estate market and handy tips for homeowners from remodeling, interest rates, market conditions to the do's and don't evers. So sit back and enjoy the banter and have a good time. In with us now, broker owner of the Lauer Realty Group. With at at least two and a half decades of experience in real estate, she is the owner of one of the most productive real estate firms in Dane County, supporter of innumerable community events and causes, east side resident, fellow tractor owner. Oh, that's a good one. All right. In the room, live and in person, Liz Lauer. Oh, welcome, Liz. 
Thanks for having me, you guys. It's great to have you in. It was last It was last February, I believe. Was it February, I, yeah. I, okay. I'm not sure if we're going to make this. An, I think it's going to be an annual tradition. Mm-hmm. We're around to stay now. This is season five. Liz we can, haven't even said that yet, Adam. Oh, that's right. It is season five. Season we five. Start. We're old pros. And Liz, can we book you for 2024 and 2025 right now? Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we know all these things about her as well as her willingness for continued participation. But is she fun? Yeah, there's only one way to find out. we got to ask some questions and play ourselves a little game we call The Way It Used To Be. There used to be, there used to be, there used to be, there used to be. Used to be nothing but smiling faces far as the eye could see. Car in every driveway, swinging every tree. People can't stop talking about the way things used to be. The Way It Used To Be is a get-to-know-you game, a quiz game, a Madison history and environs trivia game. Liz, are you ready? Absolutely. <laughs> All right. This one, multiple choice. Okay. Not, maybe not multiple choice as much as there are two correct answers. Okay. There may be more than two. I know there's two. Is this a family feud scenario where we put them up on the board then? Put, you can get <laughs> you can get any of the answers right here. I saw a family do very poorly today. Oh, no. Okay. It was horrible. Let's not jinx this. Liz, right. Liz you're going to do great. You're going to do great. Name here. one of two former Eastside grocery store sites. That after sitting vacant and or undeveloped are now mixed use, higher density apartment complexes. Well, I'm gonna go Union Corners and go for the cold store. Yeah, that was a Coles. That was one of those arched. It was yeah. one of those Coles, arched fifties right? yeah. buildings that <laughs> the restores sit in now. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And well the, done. Uh, yeah. the other correct answer would have been a building uh, that we talked about re- relating to its solar panel array. At Cottage Grove, the Century. Oh, yeah. The Century right. the Food Ace, Store. Ace Apartments. The Ace I Apartments. Think they're called. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. Congratulations well on that. Good you job. have rung the bell once. All right. Almost 10 years ago, Holy Redeemer Catholic Church at 140 West Johnson was shuttered. What does this landmark building currently house? I think it's student housing. It is student housing. Yeah, like, what's the name of that building? It's right on the corner. Quisling? Kind of, is nope. it, oh, is it Quisling? Was no, a this one is before. called the yeah. the apartments are called the Lumen. The Lumen. Okay, but it's it's, right. it's very yeah. much it's four story Catholic church appeal. There's a lot of that going on downtown Madison right now. There, it's going well, there, up, there up is, words. and that was yeah. kind of the kind of uh, Grand Central Station, one of Madison's high rise premier student housing towers, and. What I believe is called like 1001 or X01. XO. Yeah. XO1 mm-hmm. are both projects that are on former church property. Here's the other little tidbit, and I got a little wandered here, but since we're talking churches okay. and real estate, mm-hmm. has anyone ever asked you who owns more property on the globe than anyone else? Like, oh. The largest property owner in one the world. One of those one percenters. I don't. I don't right, want to right. say. Here, Elon's I'm going to. I'm going to go. Multi- <laughs> I'm going to go multiple choice. Okay. Is right. it? Is it Bill Gates, the Catholic Church, or McDonald's? Uh, now that you mention this, I might know this because I saw a documentary about this company. Is it McDonald's? See that? See, I heard that once too, which yeah. is what took me here. But no, in fact, it is the Catholic Church. It is the Catholic Church. All right. 177 million acres. I wonder if it's in the United States that McDonald's has, because they buy the land where they place it, and then they place the franchise on it. The, uh, and so, that's about right. 45 percent of their franchises are on company-owned land. Oh, okay. So right. they own 50, but Bill Gates is right there in the middle with only 
270,000 acres. Oh, Bill's got some work to do, apparently. So. All right, but this is here nor there. Liz, you're still two <laughs> up, two questions correct. Uh, early in the pandemic, volunteered at Occupy Madison and to help build tiny awesome. houses. Mm-hmm. Occupy Madison is now seeking approvals for a third tiny home village after an accepted offer to purchase uh, on South Stoughton Road. So name the location of the first two, the OM tiny home villages. Well, the first location is on the corner of East Johnson and Third Street. Mm-hmm. Around the PDQ there. Is that, uh, all right, yeah, the PDQ. Well, they yep. turned it into a quick trip. Yeah. yeah. But then the second location is up by the North Transfer Point. I think it's by, there was a bar that was connected to Oscar Meyer. I think was it that, was called was Wiggies. 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 Yeah, because yeah. we talked about Wiggies when it was first, right. when the approvals right, first right, came right, through. Right, yeah. So now they're going to have three. The third location is in between, when I say South Stoughton Road, I'm talking about the frontage road that runs between Milwaukee and Cottage Grove. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. It's got uh, Marling Lumber on it and a couple other construction businesses. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And then so it's, it's, but it's in between that frontage road and the actual highway. All right. So there uh, we go. So three is the magic number here for Liz, too. There we go. Three bells. The bell rang thrice. We're going to take a break for the highs and the lows, along with the market update from Asher at the Lauer Realty Group. And we'll be back with Liz right after. When I meet with buyers for the first time, I go through a little presentation and at the end it says, unpack all your boxes when you move in and then borrow a ladder. So that borrow a ladder thing is like kind of a metaphor. What it means is that I enjoy not only helping people buy their houses, but helping them live in their houses and learn how to be better at living in a house. The same better that I try to help you with each month on the podcast. So here's an invitation. If you are planning on buying a house or selling a house, look me up. Head over to benanton.com. Maybe sign up for my newsletter under the read tab. That is what I like to do the most is help. The podcast, the newsletter, those are just some of the ways I've found to help. So you want that help? Look me up. You want a little help in between? Listen to the podcast, sign up for the newsletter. Thank you, and we'll talk soon. Asher, thank you for joining us. Thank uh, you. Why don't you get us those uh, the high, high and low sales of the last month? Recently, the lowest sale was $170,000 in Edgerton. Uh, what's special about that house? Well, I mean, $170,000 in Edgerton is not really that low. Yeah. It could be lower, especially for a property that says it's being sold in as-is condition and may not pass some government loan programs. That tells us that, you know, when they say that outright. Yeah, because all, <laughs> all real estate sales are as-is. It tells us there's probably some things wrong with this house. Where do we go for the high price sale? Okay, so then we have nearly $1.5 million in Sun Prairie. <laughs> so, so someone is buying a 2022 build, and while it is almost 5,000 square feet, it's only on an acre. There. It's a five-bedroom house, three full baths, one half bath. All right. Well, thanks for being <laughs> in with the, the high and the low. for the market update in with us today agent of the stars asher messino basically what we're seeing is really low inventory so even lower than last year at the same time you and i have discussed we are seeing people getting ready to list their homes which is a great sign we are seeing even more buyers coming out getting ready to learn what's going on in the market and ready to start searching 
So uh, sellers may be waiting until this this middle of January to to bring their product to market, um, but a, and a lot of new folks they're waiting for it. Right, and this is the same trend we've been seeing for the past couple of years. Actually, mid to late January, our listings really start to pick up, and a lot of buyers come out into the market. Would you expect the same kind of competition and maybe cutthroat activities as we've seen for the last few years? I am expecting that, yeah. Interest rates are up a little bit, which maybe freaked out some buyers a couple months ago, but it seems like most buyers who wanted to purchase then still want to purchase now. Thanks for that update, Asher. Y'all have a good day. Thanks, Ben. Welcome back to Real Estate in the 608. You can find us on Instagram. Our handle, Real Estate in the 608. My name is Adam. Uh, his name is Ben. And we're in studio today with our guest, Liz Lauer with Lauer Realty Group. Again, Liz, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. It's really nice to see you. You too. It has been uh, just about 12 months since you were on last. And one of the things we talked about at that time was that you had uh, shepherded through the uh, through the process the highest priced uh, residential oh, sale of 2021. It was a secret at the time. That we was kind of exactly. That was kind of secret. Can we talk about it now? Are we? Uh, I can talk about it a little bit. BT Farms and in, an intentional agri community. I think um, the goal of the organization, which is really cool, it's 220 acres and it's it's um, located um, within Madison. And it's got some neat features. It's got some water features. It's near kind of a bike path and um, pretty close into town. So it's it's kind of combining the need for um, uh, lower income housing with 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 kind of uh, teaching urban farming and uh, use of products and kind of trying to grow intergenerational wealth into kind of some of those yeah. concepts. Um, there's some neat people who are involved, like one of the women who um, started Badger Rock. Um, okay. And um, they've brought in some really cool people, which they're all highlighted on their website. And it should be really interesting to see that come together. Yeah, for those of you that don't know, Badger Rock is a middle school on the south side of town, one of Madison's, I think, charter schools. And they do a lot of their curriculum around agriculture and uh, and there's greenhouses and community meals. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the school itself, one of my tenants, Hedy uh, Lamar, was uh, Hedy Lamar. Hey, oh, I get you. Yeah. Yep. Blazing Saddles. <laughs> From <laughs> the real name. Um, was uh, w- worked there and learned a lot about the things that they did. Developing a regenerative community plan for approximately 220 acres of farm and wetlands in in Madison. So inspired Mm -hmm. by emerging trends of cooperative urban farming, this intentional community will center equity, justice, and intergenerational wealth building as foundational principles. It's, I mean, that's a lovely um, mission statement they got going on. And the, I, I really love the concept of urban farming, especially in Madison, where we have things such as food deserts, where we don't have those things. And we are teaching more about all the grocery you know. stores are getting turned into apartments. <laughs> all right. I love it. Uh, so BT Farms, you were part of that process, at least, you know, in the. I helped them acquire the property. All right. I yep. mean, that's hey, something. Sometimes, yeah, we, so, get to, sometimes right. we get to be part of things that are really cool. And we just like let that wash over you. You got to be part of something cool. That's it was. Awesome. It was really cool. <laughs> All right. Um, 2022, that was a little 2021 news wrap up. Uh, 2022 in review, 
what Liz might you say is your is your number one takeaway from 2022? Like, you know, for a lot of people, I mean, in Madison, it was a strong seller's market. Interest rates doubled. Mm-hmm. And in the end, inventory is at the low it's ever been at. So we're not seeing a correction of supply demand. Yeah. So we're still we're seeing that real estate is going to remain strong in Dane County. Yeah. Okay. So so because supply supply and demand is usually what we feel dictates pricing and you know so one thing's going to going to cause the other. So interest rates though are less of a are going to have less of an effect because of the continued demand and limited inventory. Correct. Okay. And so I mean usually when you double interest rates you kind of cool off a market, you know, for a longer period. But I have a feeling that, you know, people will just um, look at their pricing and kind of adjust their pricing to fit the home they can afford. Well, isn't that the doubling of interest rates was, in fact, the intent was to cool the market, not necessarily real estate alone, but that's, you know, cool the market, push back on inflation. Inventory then continuing to be an issue. Do you see a way out of this mess? I think actually the inventory shortage is here to stay. And I think the problem is, is that when we look at housing, a lot of people see an existing home that has a for sale sign and they think, great, there's inventory, but that's not real inventory. Inventory comes from new builds. And so because that person who theoretically is in that house that is an existing home, they have to move somewhere. So we're not actually creating more housing They'll move yeah. internally. And so we need more builds. And what we're seeing is that builders have already adjusted to, um, you know, building to the market and not building beyond it. And so by not building beyond it, we're not getting any any negotiations in price and any oh. provisions. And I think what we really need to see is is a big effort to build. Now, the problem I see also with inventory is that you know we're not building affordable homes at this point there's there's mm. literally you know when i look at new builds that are um used to be you know i mean they're 45 percent increase in price from just a few years yeah. you know we're we're probably our new builds are 450 plus 500k plus and you know a lot of i mean that does not help our first time home buyers yeah, enter right. our market in madison so i think low inventory is going to be is is here to stay how does cuz when i think about inventory to what i see is a lot of apartments a lot of big buildings come up. how does that have an effect on on inventory or does it at all in madison well because the lack of inventory has really kind of progressed and it's been happening I mean, the people coming to town, I mean, we have the UW-Madison is 2,000 plus kids, so yeah. you need more teacher, teachers and yeah. and things like that. Epic's growing. Mm-hmm. We have all these other companies that are having growth. We're seeing these apartments. I, I ran into a friend, and he, was, he, he builds uh, commercial buildings, built a 300-unit in Verona, and the guy had it filled up. The like day it was right completed. Yeah, okay. And so when we look at these apartment buildings, they're kind of taking the pressure off of the fact that people can't get into the market, yeah. but they're not alleviating that home ownership equity position goal. Okay. And, and rents continue to go up regardless of yeah. how many units we add. They right? have continued to go up. I was hearing 
kind of on average eight to eight to twelve percent this year. Yeah, and I, oh, I, yeah, I, you probably don't do, you don't put that on the people until you get out until you have an empty unit. I, I don't. I don't. No. Yeah, and it's. Again, it's not the we're see just like it's not the fault of the builder that the houses are so expensive. It is not the fault of the landlord either. Um, I hate you know we, we both just sent off our first installment of our property taxes, and and every year I want to like come like I kind of want to show you, but I don't want to be that guy. But I kind of want to show you. Don't be that guy. It's it's expensive though. I mean, it, it, for when you when you're just trying to make things work. Yeah, it's. There's nobody. There's, no, there's nobody swimming in cash, except Scrooge McDuck. Except who does a literally, fine job of it. Literally, Scrooge McDuck. I mentioned earlier in your introduction uh, that you happen happen to be the broker owner of one of Madison's most productive real estate firms, and. Um, we're all very productive, but here's here's some statistics to back up that bold statement. Um, in business, puts out a list of the most uh, the volume, right? The mm -hmm. vol the highest volume firms in Dane County, and uh, for the for the first year, we were in the top ten. Is that right? It's actually the second year. Before you get to it, the, so the volume means just the number of homes. Not sold, well, not right? just number, but like the cumulative dollar cumulative value, dollar value too. Okay. of those homes, right? Okay. I think it was based purely on, on the or number. Was it units? Of, it was units. Okay. okay. So here's the thing is that there's that even though Loward Realty Group has grown significantly since, since Liz opened on Atwood and since I joined, um, now with a second office on the West side. So like literally mm -hmm. like right. the growth was required to put butts in seats. Um, there are 18, 18, 18 agents. Us, yep. The next full service company had 80 agents. We're competing the the 18 of us. That's that's the that's the productivity or like the efficiency yeah, of our team yeah. is that the next the next company the next full service agency up above us, which just was doing like a little bit more. But they had 80 agents, four to five times as many people. <laughs> Just means we're that much more informed about our markets say, that we're servicing. But the most important thing is that we are aware because we are out there doing yeah. it. And when some, when the market is changing all the time, every day, it's important to have 17 other feelers out in the market that talk every Monday and say what's happening, what's going on. Because if you don't have that kind of immediate and up-to-date influence and feedback from the market, you are off. You will be off. Impressive stats. If I had my New Year's hornblower... I'd still tune it here for you because that's pretty great. <laughs> Good it for you. Do. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to get that updated one sheet into my into my seller books because I was I had flipped one out the other day. I'm like Oh, well, this is good. I know this looks good, but you should see the new one. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Interest rates we talked about. Did we see the, did we see this coming? Like I heard I heard in our sales meeting this morning that was was the interest rate increase one of your predictions from last year? It it was certainly one of my predictions. I think I remember it too, yeah. <laughs> and and it, it I hit every note of it. I mean, I said <laughs> 7% and it boom, it went there like it was going to go there. I mean, part of the reason I think, you know, before 1965, interest rates uh, for homes, this was a set meet, uh, set moniker, they were 6.65%. And and that was before we kind of monetized, you know, we put um, these- commodi Commoditized. Commoditized mortgage lending. Mm -hmm. And so essentially at 6.65, 
you can have people entering retirement, have savings account, checking accounts. They don't have to have their money in volatile markets, and they're still kind of hedging with inflation. And so we've been sitting here for 20 years at rates that really shouldn't exist, um, bloating our, you know, kind of, you know, kind of bloating our economy in ways that probably aren't helping. Not too healthy. Not too healthy. And I think this is, I mean, I think they're probably here to stay for a while. And I think, you know, between five and six and a half is probably where they should stay. I don't think they'll get higher, but I don't think they're going to come down much. Okay. Well, that is a better explanation than me asking you to borrow your time machine, which I thought is what was going to happen there. But that makes that makes sense. Well, we went, I think we went from a 20-year low to a 20-year high. It was like a roller coaster in a last year, year right? Yeah. I mean, when January, was February was the lowest. And then we thought, and, and 20 years ago was when I bought my first house and my FHA loan was 7.75. And that was a fine rate. Nobody was barking about high interest rates when I bought that. That was like, there you go. It's just an average, perfectly good rate. My first place was a seven 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 five. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is how real estate people <laughs> think fondly about the past. Remember back in my day. Oh, uh, yeah. I th- you just talked to I, someone I, like 15 years older than us, and you're going to hear double digits. The when when yeah, right. when. Uh, it was uh, when when Cart was it Carter no, Ford Gerald Ford was president and they had this uh, win against inflation campaign that was really just like a public public awareness kind of feel good campaign that really did nothing. Um, but people were paying double du- double digit 14 on their on their mortgages. Oh, that's a good historical those, take. Those people yeah. those so there you go. Ooh. So don't feel bad just about Liz and I who's like but twenty years ago was like seven and three quarter but. Go back a little bit further when people were joining the army because they were because there was so much unemployment. Mm. There you go, double digits. Gotcha. So wise one, soothsayer, Liz Lauer, getting. The, well, let's ring the bell for that. Correct. Right. Correct uh, prediction. Prediction. Yeah. But here we are well now. Done. Here's yeah. a chance. 2023. What do you think it's going to be like for the buyers and sellers, and the, or or any other like big picture? Yes. Also, tell me my Mega Millions numbers. So oh, there's there's one coming up. <laughs> if you got six favorite numbers, we're willing to hear those as well. Yeah. So I think I already said it, but I think interest rates stay, you know, within that five and a half to six and a half range. They're gonna hold. Okay. They're gonna hold. I think the market in Dane County just remains strong for sellers and low inventory. Um, and and the reason it's going to be like that, so I, I kind of, I, I'm going to put some stats in here just so then we can reflect in 2024. Mm-hmm. So in 2021 in Dane County, these are sing, single family homes and condos, not uh, investment properties. There were 67, uh, 6,748 sales. In 2022, there was 5,642 sales. So we were down 18%. Okay. Okay. Um, from year to year, and part of that was the this inventory thing we keep talking about. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I think we'll be down 25 percent from 2021 and 2023. So that gap gets bigger. Is the what gap you're saying. the gap's gonna grow a little bit. Yeah. I mean seven more percent. Okay. But I think one of the issues is we have a lot of people sitting in their homes with two and a half to three percent interest rates. And instead of saying, well, I need that one extra room or that one extra this, they might decide to add an addition. You know, that's that's smart. Let's go back to that. Finish your saying. 
add an addition, tell Johnny, Johnny can sleep in the basement until he gets out on his own two feet. But I think people are going to, we're going to see less people kind of trade homes and trade up and, mm. and kind of go into those spaces because they're finally able to make, I mean, low interest rates is, is good for one thing. You, you improve your equity position and there's a lot of people in better equity positions through these low interest rates. Okay. So to some, I think I'm hearing like people are just going to hold steady pretty much. Interest rates are going to hold steady. People are going to hold steady. So let's not get into, get into all these houses. And that's all. That's literally all we do. Like we're in and out of all these houses, and we can see. This is something that I that I kind of anticipated. Maybe now we're going to be able to put words to it, or like I see it happening again. Um, for the last fifteen years, people have been trading houses. Like they want a new house to get a new house, right? right? But there was a time when getting a new house was not as easy. So if we look at the remodels, if we go to if we're out looking at houses that saw significant additions, or saw whole house remodels those houses those remodels aren't 10 or 15 years old they're 20 and 25 years old like think about a small house in Mon- like, like think about a small house in Madonna that like had the whole back end blown out that cost significant money but it was the easiest thing to do at the time yeah for the last 15 years the easiest thing to do has been sell your house in Monona and buy a bigger Trade one up. yeah so a lot of those large remod like I showed three houses the other day Two of them had big additions onto the back where the basement was full in the front and then there was a crawl space in the back and it added or almost doubled the size of the home. Mm. Okay. That was that yeah. was the smartest thing to do with your money at that time. Where for the last 20 years, the smartest thing to do with your money has been sell your house and buy a new one. Gotcha. So I wonder if a side prediction is the the construction industry or like the renovation is going to boom this year too. Somebody, like somebody with their busy. fingers on yeah. the pulse is probably thinking about the fact that the yeah. tide is turning and the money isn't now in buying up, but mm. in putting down roots and making more of what you have. Gotcha. Is it the year that I replaced my driveway then? I know you've advised me against that saying it's not a good investment the in the least place. Sexy it's thing the least you can sexy do. thing you can do to make it art. <laughs> but that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Sometimes yeah. I sometimes I have these, you know, like you say something like my, right. my big yeah. bold thing. So Liz got bold. I'll get that's my bold. All right. My little build. I like it. Um so those are great prognostications for the coming year. I like it, Liz. Thank you. It's been great to have you in and kinda and again or, the first rule of shorter episodes mm-hmm. don't talk about shorter episodes <laughs> you may have noticed that we talked about six or eight things yes see that's because i love a little catchy phrase in our condensed impactful questions we take yes. we're going to ask you a, a tough six or eight questions <laughs> get it because like yeah six oh eight the other rule about the shorter episodes is don't draw attention to the things you think are funny <laughs> uh, so we thank you very much we're gonna that's that's all we'll hear from liz and we're gonna take a break for phil's phone in and then be back um and then be back with a, with a wrap-up because we're wrapping it up because that's right don't talk about it <laughs> thanks liz for being here awesome have a great 2023 guys you too Time for Phil's phone in. Phil Plort is my business partner in Deacon Housing, president of Madison's Blimling and Associates, a dairy commodities consulting firm, a division of dairy.com, and host of the brand new podcast, The Dairy Download. Keeping an eye on the faraway and diverse markets is what he does. Seeing how it might affect real estate here in Madison is what he does for fun. 
Here he is with a look beyond the 608. Hey, Ben, it's Phil with a view from beyond the 608. Seven months ago, the average price of unleaded gasoline in the U.S. topped $5 per gallon for the first time ever. That was a problem. From there, though, prices started moving consistently lower on better supplies and weaker demand. That was good news from a consumer spending perspective. But before anyone could get too excited, analysts pointed out that heating oil and natural gas were still quite expensive. In late August, natural gas futures reached $10 per decatherm, a multi-year high. Heating oil futures topped $4.50 a gallon in October, an unprecedented price level. That was a problem, especially with the home heating season about to get underway. It appears as though we've averted disaster here, too. Oil refiners made a big push to increase distillate production. Europe figured out it had probably stockpiled enough natural gas to hedge against Putin's antics. Combine that with fairly tame winter conditions across much of the U.S., and we've seen heating oil drop 30% and natural gas prices tumble a staggering 60%. This is good news from a consumer spending perspective. To me, if it persists, the massive retreat in energy prices says that the overall economy is not as vulnerable as many feared three or six months ago. It's also good news from an inflation perspective. Overall, consumer prices declined slightly from November to December, with energy a major factor. This leads credibility to beliefs that the Fed no longer needs to be as aggressive with interest rates. I don't think we're out of the woods yet, but lower energy prices are definitely a reason for optimism. That's all for now. Until the next time, this is Phil with a view from Beyond the 608. Welcome back to Real Estate in the 608. My name is Adam. His name is Ben. You can find us on the Insta. Do it for the gram, baby. Real Estate in the 608. Ben, what was that? That uh, was... that. Stop talking about it. It's almost <laughs> over. No, I think that was some golden It's okay actually. if it goes quickly as long as everyone got what they needed. Right? <laughs> You're talking about something different here. I'm talking about... It was good for me, Adam. It was, was good, good for okay. All right. We're just, we'll keep going with it. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, what was that? We, we got a 12-month update on, on Liz's um, most expensive sale of 2021 and something really interesting going on out in the farmland on the edge of Madison. Check it out. BTFarms.org. We got a little 2022 year in review. She was right on the nose. On her her prediction. predictions about increased interest rates. Boom. There they went doubled. Yep. Um, this year she's talking just pretty much everything's holding steady. Holding steady as yeah. far as interest rates. Uh, continued demand due to low inventory. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, we talked a little bit about the Lauer Realty Group, the small but mighty. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you guys are killing group. it. That you is, guys are crushing it, man. It's, it's almost the most impressive number. Like anybody can say they sold an expensive house and anybody can sell they sold a, sold, you know, but the fact that the what do the kids say? The grinding. We're grinding. You're doing the grind. We're yeah. grinding. That's all right. Um, you're building and, an empire. Is what and then doing. also sharing some predictions for 2023. So hopefully that was all uh, worth your time and worth listening to. Yeah. Um we should note, too, this, again, uh, this is our fifth season of Real Estate in the 608. We made it five, and we're going to go more here. Yeah, so we're kind of committed now. Like, <laughs> like The fact that we did the first episode of season five, well, 
Thanks, Adam. Thanks for <laughs> thank you for your continued participation. Yeah, let's throw out some other thanks to some other folks. Uh, our guest, of course, Liz Lauer from Lauer Realty Group. Yeah, taking the time in between all those damn sales to come sit with us here. <laughs> How does she have time to do that? I don't know. She squeezed us in. It's early in the year. Yeah. Uh, we also thank the musicians and the bands you've been hearing between the songs. Yes, they give us a musical flavor. Uh, Renclaw, El Donk, the Oak Street Ramblers. Bob Westfall, God rest his soul, Seesaw and the Mad City Jug Band. And of course, we want to thank you, our listeners, who have stuck with us through five seasons, five well, not, years. Not three, through, through five seasons. Up, into, up to, up into to. five seasons. Right. And I'm going to thank you again for your reviews, your five-star yeah. ratings, your reviews, which now can win you valuable prizes, mm. and then also your willingness to visit us on the socials, Real Estate in the 608 on Instagram, at in the 608 on Facebook because the episode's shorter, but there's just as much fun to be had in between. Yep, you'll find more. And uh, of course, our website in the 608.com. You can find uh, all about us too. We love you, people. Thanks, Ben. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to Real Estate in the 608, Madison's real estate magazine for your ears. Real Estate in the 608 is a podcast for homeowners, home buyers, landlords, tenants, people who just want to be better at living in a home. If you can't get enough Real Estate in the 608 between episodes, like us on Facebook at In the 608 or visit inthe608.com for archived episodes and show notes. Remember, until you tell us, we don't know. We appreciate your listening as well as your ratings and reviews at your favorite podcast portal. We also welcome feedback and topic suggestions via emails to ben at benanton.com.